Welcome back to the show. So I had this really cool idea to involve music within my storytelling. And I realized that I recorded the episode and talked about it, but you can only listen to it if you are listening on Spotify and not on Apple Podcasts. And I know over half of you are listening on Apple Podcasts. So I might play a little flavor of the song now, um, but you'll get the full effect on Spotify. I don't really know what yet I am going to do with the situation because I felt like I was going to do things a little differently and now I don't know yet. So I guess we'll find out together. Until then, here's a little bit of the song and a story about the ice cream shop and a song called The Atomic Bomb and a three-hour conversation that I had. So this is the story relative towards all of that that will be in the episode. So I hope you enjoy. And I will, you know what? I will put a link of the song so you can find it on Spotify if you feel so jazzed about it and want to listen to it for yourself. So let's get into it. Welcome to the show. I hope you liked my little intro there. Something new that I am starting. I am a lover of jazz recently and a lover of music. I think that music is personally one of my biggest love languages. So I want to experiment with like changing the intro song to a current song that I'm really vibing with. And I think this song really like goes hand in hand with the story I'm going to tell you about an ice cream shop. So how do I want to start this? Um, Okay. So I went to the ice cream shop on 4th of July because I forgot it was 4th of July. And then once I realized it was the 4th of July, I was like, well, I should go celebrate. And I just moved to St. Louis um, for, you know, temporary contract. So I'll be here for a few months. And, uh, I have heard that there is a pretty famous ice cream shop, like really close to me. So I had the intuitive nudge to just go to the ice cream shop and find, just try it out. So I go to the ice cream shop and actually it's kind of funny cause I've already said this a million times. Like how many times am I going to say ice cream shop? Um, okay. So I go there, I get my two flavors and I decide to sit on the bench and eat my ice cream instead of going, you know, walking back to my place. And I decided to sit next to a gentleman and I asked, Hey, can I, you know, can I sit here? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sit next to him and before we know it, we're in deep dive of a conversation. Like ice cream shop run should have taken me 10 minutes. If that ice cream melts, you got to eat it fast. Like, and I was there for three hours talking to him. 
So I think that it's a relevant story to share um, because my conversation with him was illuminating a lot of different areas in my life too. And I think it's coming up for a lot of us um, at the moment, at least from my experiences with people. So we he we started to talk about travel and um, long story short into it was just, you know, I told him I was long-term traveling this past year and, you know, just landed here for work and uh, was surprised how much I have liked the city. And um, he immediately lit up and was just like, I have had a dream of long-term traveling and I am in what is called or what I called life part two. And he got this term off of, uh, have you ever watched like internet, uh, house hunters international and half of me is just like, are they actually buying those houses? But anyways, this is his favorite show. And he watched a, um, a gentleman call this chapter of his life, life part two, because he had retired. Um, and this, this, this like, um, him and this person, basically, um, they had the same job and, you know, were doing the same things and around the same age. And he felt really just um, like in awe of this guy that he's like doing his dream that he wants to do. And he's like, oh my gosh, I want to have life part two. So he started thinking about what life part two is going to look for him. Like him and his wife had um, sold everything uh, sold all their belongings, got a very small condo, uh, in, in St. Louis as like a, um, you know, home base and they were going to go travel the world. Um, and things took a turn, what I call sometimes life plot twists and they needed to move back into a house so they can help his son move back in and help his then you know, daughter had a baby and now they're suddenly, you know, watching the daughter too. And all of a sudden after, you know, three years later, all this happened, you know, in 2020 for them, three years later, he feels absolutely suffocated and dead inside and feels like, will I ever be able to live this life part two? Because there is no light at the end of the tunnel for me. Like, I don't know when I'm going to be able to actually ever do this. And so it was, <laughs> when I describe it, it was a heavy conversation because we, we have these things that we have such urges to do and we feel such callings to do them for, for whatever reason. It's a soul desire. So we have to honor them. But then we have these life situations or instances happen where we feel like we can't. And so he was describing to me all the things that he has now that are stopping him from living his life part two. And he doesn't know if that's ever going to happen. And he feels like there's no end in sight. And so a lot of the conversation we started talking about was kind of reframing that, how you can you know, live this life part two of, of adventure and freedom and exploration of what he actually wants to, you know, be traveling. How can you do that now in your life? And then also how can you now set up your life and reignite that dream again? And it, a few things had just, 
you know, come to me as, as we're having this conversation. I think it's a huge shift for us to be able to be like, this is a new life for me. This is a life part two of me. I am going to step into this new person. I think it was such a lovely way for him to categorize like everything before me was this life and everything ahead of me now is this life. And I think there's a lot of value in that for us to like create these really significant different chapters for ourselves because it allows us to help us step into new energy and really like claim that for ourselves and be like, yes, this is the the version of I am now. And I think it was a beautiful way that he described this life part two. And it's kind of like, as you're thinking of your life right now, are you, you know, kind of reflect to see like where you're at, you know, are you in the middle of a season? Are you kind of in the muddy stickiness of things? Are you, are you ready for like a whole new section? Like, are you, do you want a new beginning? You know, do you want to start fresh? Do you feel like you want to go through things or move or break up with who you're with or start a new career or something like that? Um, would, where are you at in that life part one or life part two? Like, are you ready to come and like step into that life part two? And I think it's just something fun that we can start to think about, like, what would be life part two for me? Like, what is something that I can dream about doing or creating in this like other life of mine? And then start to really think about that. Because I think, especially with me, um, it wasn't until recently, yesterday, when I was thinking about, um, I was actually filling up out like an application and it had, it had separated kind of different goals of yours, like business, personal, long-term, short-term, one year, five years. And I found it actually very challenging for myself to think about these things. Um, I have been in this past year just living in such flow with things and not really having a plan and really just exploring and experiencing and traveling. And it really took me a good minute to really solidify like what I want in the future or want this next chapter to be, or like, what, what would this even look like? What activities would I want to be doing? Like, what do I want to happen or manifest, you know? And I think it was like a huge, you know, that the act of, of filling out the application itself was quite impactful in its own because it, it gave me that reflection space to really think about, okay, wow, I haven't really thought about these things in a long time or given myself space to think about what, you know, um, I would want in these next steps. And that is that kind of fresh page, you know, um, fresh journal book that can be this life part two of where would that be for you? Like, do you want to be traveling? Do you want to be serving something? Do you want to be, um, in a new job? Do you want to be married? Do you want to have kids? Do you want to sell all your stuff? Do you want to get new stuff? Like, um, I don't know. Like what would be your what would be your life part two? That would be quite exciting to think about. I I got excited. I actually got nervous and more scared. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is what I'm saying I want to do, and I need to do these steps to get there. So that was one thing um, that came out of that conversation, and then the other really huge thing that came out of it that um, 
I noticed again in myself because we are, we're all mirrors for each other, right? So even when you're listening to this or watching this and you can feel a little bit triggered about what I'm saying or, oh, you know, like, um, or a conversation you have with somebody or, um, a relationship that you're having right now is just really just, uh, challenging you. We're mirrors for each other to see where those spots, those kind of dark spots within us that we, um, don't know that are there. So we can mirror back to each other of maybe what we're not seeing for ourselves. And I helped to do that for him as well as he was doing for me, not even knowing it. And he spoke about like 10 things that are in his life that are out of his control, he thinks, that are stopping him from living his life part two. And he sees no way around those things. And that's why he feels really dark and there's no light at the end of the tunnel because he's like, where would, I, how would this even happen? I have all of these problems, all of these reasons why I can't go and do what I want to do. And I was, I was reflecting back to him to be like, you know what? These are just like hypothetical issues. You know, these are things that are real. Yes, they're they're in your life. Yes. But the way that you're describing them seems like they are like concrete anchors that can never go away. And it's kind of like giving yourself permission to be like, why do I feel like that? Why, why do I feel like I can't do that? Why do I feel like um, I can't say no to this person? Or why do I feel like I can't find my animal's new home or what, you know, all these, these things that he was saying about feeling like he felt guilty for wanting to do these things and feeling guilty of if he, the fact that he wants to do these things means that he can't be there for the people that he loves right now in the way that he is right now. And so this, this, really made me start to think about, you know, in our relationships with each other, especially the ones that we, the people that we absolutely love to death, family, friends, you know, where are we making decisions out of obligation or guilt or love? And maybe there's another emotion that we're making decisions from, but I found that as I was speaking to him, it was a lot of obligation energy, a lot of guilt of like, well, I can't do that, you know, because of this or, and, you know, it reflected back to even myself into relationships of where do I feel obligated or what am I doing in my relationships that I feel guilty if I don't do something or where am I holding back that shift in the relationship out of these feelings And in reality, making those decisions out of those emotions are the opposite of love. We want to embrace love. We want to, you know, show up for people in the way that makes us feel good too. And it just, it posed a very heavy thought and we can overcomplicate our scenarios 
we can overcomplicate our lives or our dreams saying that there's a million things that are in our life currently that is stopping us from doing what we want to do. And I had a hard look at myself too about, you know, where I'm, he has a list of 10 things. I, I know I have a list of 10 things, even if I'm not aware of them. And that's almost even the more dangerous things is the things that we're not even consciously aware of that we are allowing to block ourselves from living out our life part two, from even getting started, right? Like you're not even getting, giving yourself the ability to even freaking get on the bike and, and start to drive. Like you're already saying that you've got no, no air in the tires. It's winter outside. Um, I don't know how to ride a bike. Uh, I don't know. I'm just coming up with something that came up, uh, you know, uh, a vision that popped up, but you know what I mean? Like we, we think about all these reasons why we can't go out and do the things that we want to do. And I have definitely in this past year, more than ever in my life, done things that I felt like I couldn't do. And every single time I'm like, wow, that was actually really easy. And it is that shift in the mindset of different things that we continue to tell ourselves that we couldn't do or, oh, that wouldn't be possible for me, um, or maybe for them, but not for me, like, oh, I could never do that. And I have said that phrase, and I've said this phrase uh, to a friend recently about what she was doing on stage, and I was like, oh, I could never do that. And then I very quickly watched myself, and I'm like, wait a minute, why would I not be able to do that? You know? Like, why? So there was a few solutions that we brainstormed together, eating our ice cream and sitting on the bench and really having these, you know, uh, really deep conversations. And to be honest, it's really refreshing to have these conversations with people that you don't even know. Like I will never see him again. We shook hands. We exchanged names. Nothing happened after that. We didn't exchange information not like, oh, I'll see you around. Like, it was the deepest conversation I've probably had with a stranger. And he was so vulnerable in a way of saying, this is where I'm at. And I don't know where to go from here. And I was able to share my experiences where I felt this way in certain scenarios. And we we brainstormed. And he might not be able to live the version of his life part two right now, you know, tomorrow or later that day, but he is going to start living a version of that before he can, can build to it. So what we can do is starting to get into the energy and do the things in a very small way of what we actually want to do. And for him, exploring new places, going to new countries, leaving whatever he wants to, um, were all things that, and living overseas, were all things that he wanted to do. And I asked him, okay, have you explored this city? Like, have you gone out of the city? And he was like, you know what? Since moving back into a house, I have stayed within these four walls more than I have ever had in my life. I have not been outside of St. Louis in three years. And I asked him, so why not do a day trip? 
And he challenged that being like, well, I don't want just a day trip. I want to go overseas. And I was like, right. But you at the moment are not set up to do that. But what are the small steps that we can take until you go and do that? And why not be in that exploring, discovering, traveling kind of mindset within the city and outside of the city and actually take some space for yourself? Like go out somewhere fun, Um, go with you and your wife and go take a day trip. And so then he was getting excited about the day trip and then was just like, well, there's a family member, you know, um, not far from here that we were planning on visiting. And I was like, um... (laughs) No, not that, you know, don't go somewhere because you feel obligated to go see somebody. That's not the energy we want to be in. Go somewhere fun. I was like, go somewhere fun. Like what? And, and he, and another thing he reflected back to me, what was just so cool was that he, um, I told him about wanting to get into slam poetry. And that's the thing that I wanted to, to go up on stage and, and do in, in St. Louis. And, I've never done it. I've barely written poems. I like to write. I've just had this like slap in the face nudge. You know, I've experimented maybe twice. I actually need to give more time to really sit down and and start to kind of flow with it. But that's been something that I've been wanting to do. And um, yeah, it's just this, this random thing. And he shared, he's like, oh my gosh, well, before I told him that, he was like, I want to share a poem that I wrote for my wife, um, you know, 25 years ago. And well, he, it was for the 20, 25, uh, his 25 year anniversary. And it was like a 10 minute poem that rhymed, that he knew that he was able to deliver. And I felt so much emotion. And I just literally felt like I was on the journey with him. I felt like he was storytelling his relationship. He met her in Portugal. It was just this beautiful story. And I always go back to loving stories. I love conversations. I love, you know, the way that they change our lives. And we watch this all the time when we want to watch movies or we listen to somebody else do something in their life. And we're like, well, shit, if that can happen, then I can do that. And that's that's literally just telling your own personal story. So he shared this poem with me and I was like, well, that's kind of funny because I've been really getting the nudge to go to, you know, to get into poetry. And um, so anyways, it was just this beautiful conversation that we exchanged. And I'm like, how lovely is this for two complete strangers to get so in depth within our lives and be so brutally honest with what we're going through and to be like, you have any ideas? And you're like, you know, I think this is, it was just really refreshing um, because how many conversations can you count that you have in a day that are all surface level conversations that are all talking about just, I don't know, useless shit that is just like, Oh, I mean, maybe the weather or maybe this or that. And you're like, Oh, okay, cool. You did that. And you just don't go deep with anybody. And that's where we can feel really disconnected and lonely and lost and feeling like, you know, you could be surrounded by a hundred people, but you feel really alone around a hundred people, which is a feeling that, you know, most of us I think have felt at least once or twice in our lives. And it's, it's like, 
let's get to the depth. Let's like, let's be really raw with our stories. Let's be really raw with each other. Let's, yeah, let's ask a stranger, like, how you doing today? You know? And of course I was able to have this conversation and energetic exchange. And, you know, because I have, I have filled my cup. I felt really ready and able and willing to have this conversation with him and have this energetic exchange. And I got energy from it and so did he. And it was this, you know, um, balance with each other of being able to process different things in our life from like a way outside perspective, which can give us sometimes even the best perspective when, when you're talking to somebody that has really no emotional charge towards what you're talking about. You have like a whole new blank view of looking at a situation. And so then, then we were talking about, okay, these are the problems that are in your way of, of doing your life part two. How can you create at least two solutions to those problems? Out of the box things. Can you create five solutions to those problems? And it kind of like challenges us to be like, okay, I can talk about my problems all day long, but like, can we also talk about like the solutions? And he was also talking about the worst case scenarios and worries and what if this happens? And I was like, okay, you're, you've told me all of this about the what ifs and worst case scenarios, but what if now at least equal, at least equal amount of time to begin with, can you also talk about the best case scenarios? And what if it works out? And what if we actually get to live part two and we get excited? And it kind of reframes us to, to think about this, the solutions of, our, of the problems that we think are problems in our life and say, all right, is this a problem because I'm just keeping it in my life and not doing anything about it? Am I not communicating effectively? Am I not being honest with myself? Am I continuing in this obligation and guilt energy around things? Um, do I really just not want to do this anymore? Do I want to quit? Do I want to try something new? Like um, whatever it is in our life, like what if like you can list out different problems that you have and you, maybe you can't think about the problems. Maybe you can think about one problem or one thing in your life that you're like, man, I just really wish this was different. Think about like five solutions to that one problem. What, what would help solve that? What would help shift the energy around that? What would help, you know, provide perspective? And can you take a step towards that? I think it's a really powerful activity for us to do. And it also lets us like change our lives in ways that we might not really ever thought about changing our lives. We might not ever give ourselves space to think about the things that we don't like in our life. And then we just keep on this work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, you know, kind of cycle and just view that as life and not really have any zest. And like, we're supposed to live, like we're supposed to live, like whatever action that you're doing anything that you're doing in your life, like it's out of wanting to feel alive. So what are you doing right now? That's like not making you feel that. And 
is there somewhere in your schedule, in your day, in your week that you can do one activity, go one place, have one conversation, listen to something that just makes you like your cells just go, ah, you know, just ooh, like either nervous or excited or a little like, ooh, what's going to happen next, you know? Personally, I hate like knowing what's going to, you know, happen next. It's like, I don't know. We, we want, that's, I think that's why we don't know what's going to happen next. We get to create what happens next. We don't want to know the ending to the story. We want to be in the middle. It's the best parts of the movies is like the person in the middle of the movie, just like figuring it out. And you're like, yes, they're almost there. They're doing it. So that is my story of the ice cream shop. And I hope I think I hope you think about your what your life part two is going to look like, even if it starts tomorrow, if it starts next week, if it starts in a year, if you just start to think about it of what that would look like for you. And yeah, just get crazy, get wild, like put some weird shit down that you're going to start doing if you feel interested in it. (laughs) You know, why not? Why not? So that's what I have for you today. And if anything out of this conversation, maybe go get some ice cream (laughs) and have a conversation. (laughs) All right. Well, I will see you in the next episode and I hope you have an amazing day. Oh my gosh, I didn't tell you why it relates to the song. So Atomic Bomb is the name of the song. And it's kind of like this, it feels very light and like fun, but I picture it like everything going to shit and you're just kind of laughing about it, watching everything explode. And the whole thing about it is letting ourselves like blow up whatever not, please not literally, just figuratively blow up anything that is like not helping our lives right now. Like that we don't want to be in part two, like anything that needs to go, like is going to go. And it can be a dramatic exit. It can be like, absolutely not. And so that's what it made me. It made me like laugh. Um, when I heard the song come on, on my, uh, discover weekly. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so funny because it's like, when shit hits the fan in your life, like you're just like, you feel like there's like a joke is being played. Like it's, it's insanely crazy and hectic, but you're also like, is this blowing up in my face? And I think we can use that to like our advantage of actually causing those changes ourselves instead of really just letting it rip, you know, and let it, letting it happen to us. So I just felt like it was super fitting of a song along with the story of just like, you know, set it off and leave everything else in the dust and go for your life part two. So if this resonates with you, um, yeah, anchor it in with the song. Hopefully it comes up on Spotify. If you're listening to this on Spotify, I don't know if it will come up on Apple podcasts. Um, but yeah, this is, this is the, 
a little new thing that I'm going to kind of play with and test out. This is already kind of fun for me. So I'm going to play the song at the end. And if this resonates with you, like hit me up, let me know, send it to somebody. And if anything, I hope you enjoy the story. Atomic fire, atomic fire, atomic fire. 